2: this week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the hilarious Aaron Gibson for some fun firebombing talk. Let's go. It's a new day. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris,
1: boy detective.
2: A new year is mm-hmm. what I should have said after I said it's a new year. Wait. I should have said it's a new day. It's a new year. It's Jordan Jesse Go.
1: When does the millennium start? <laughs> Is I it mean, now?
2: We we are balls deep in the Willenium, oh, Jordan. Well,
1: probably more specifically, the Willenium is balls deep in us. Willenium yeah. doesn't get fucked. The Willenium fucks you.
2: You're suggesting that we are getting reamed by we are getting reamed big willy style right now? I mean, <laughs> no wonder I feel so great. Yeah. Men in Black
1: 3! (laughs) Uh. In
2: theaters this summer. Oh, it's 2012. It's episode 205 of Jordan, Jesse, Go! We've had over 200 episodes of this kind of... Just good, clean corn pone humor.
1: <laughs> sure. All of which makes sense.
2: Is that is that what corn
1: pone means? I think corn pone has a negative connotation. Like if you called someone corn pone, it would it, it imply that they're a rube or you know oh, easily I th- you can like trick them with like a three card Monty.
2: I thought him an interracial ass scheme. fucking. Oh, <laughs> No. Because we were doing, if that's what it meant, then we were definitely doing that's corn, corn That's
1: corn bone.
2: <laughs> okay. Shall we introduce our guest? <laughs> well, I mean, if you have any more questions <laughs> no. about how to
1: Rachel ass fucking, we should clear that up. Yeah, one thing at a time, Jesse. You don't want to confuse the audience.
2: This is the, Are we done here? at Interracial is, ass fucking. This is the bluest first 100 seconds. <laughs> you know how you know how presidents have of the first 100 days. Mm-hmm. They have to set an agenda for. They have to set an agenda for the first hundred days, and then that's how they're judged uh, for the first two years or so of their presidency is how what they've accomplished in those days. We've accomplished so much in the first yeah. 100 seconds <laughs> of this program.
1: We've uh, talked about interracial ass-fucking. We've closed down Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: two
0: things. So, two things.
2: Those two main things. And I think we've, we've produced kind of a beautiful tribute to one of our nation's greatest movie stars. Mm-hmm. And, frankly, one of our nation's greatest and most enduring uh, hip-hop and rap stars. The one, one the same, of course, Mr. Right, Will, Smith. Will Smith. Sure. <laughs> Um let's introduce our guest. Yes. Of course, uh y- you knew her for years from her hilarious work on the current television network. Uh now she is a smash hit podcaster in with the delightful podcast Throw in Shade. Uh please welcome back to Jordan Jesse Go, uh the hilarious Aaron Gibson Aaron, Hi everybody. Welcome yeah. back. back.
1: Back by by popular demand, right? I have been This was based on request, multiple requests. Really yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: I have to say, I feel like I can laugh now, because I feel like it would be weird for me to be laughing while you were...
1: Yeah. For we're two, well, for two reasons. One, we haven't introduced you.
2: Right.
0: And two,
1: we haven't said anything funny.
3: <laughs>
0: but I... Well...
2: And three, it would frankly be immoral for you to laugh <laughs> right. at the yeah, things sure. we said.
0: But it was
3: hard. It was hard. I was... I, I was almost out of breath
2: yeah. from holding it. Okay. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah.
1: Let it out. I,
2: mean, I almost yuck died.
1: It, yuck it up, Aaron.
3: You almost, you, I almost died on
2: this podcast. I'm out of breath, but that's because I was just doing calisthenics.
3: Oh. That's I a, do
2: calisthenics That's a before, modern exercise. I do you calisthenics do you think? before every you, show. You have some medicine ball work, right? Uh, well, I do, I do my Chairman Mao exercises. <laughs> do you wear
3: button-down linen pajamas?
2: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, one of those uh, Red Army hats. Oh. And then you spent some time
1: in the reducing machine.
2: Yeah, doing it right. Yeah, you know what? I here's something that uh, Mao Mao did a lot of horrible things. <laughs> well, that's up for debate. Yeah, well, I mean, I think yeah. I, I think uh, I, I think we can agree that uh, you know I think you can you can make some argument that Mao may have done some good things, one or two. Um, but on the whole, he did many many horrible murders, and uh, but I would like to give it up to him for two things. Number one, for uh, that great calisthenics routine that old uh, Chinese gentlemen and ladies do in the park. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: or in gung-ho. I,
2: I, had, um, I, had a, uh, I had a sword fighting teacher in middle school. I know that sounds weird, but you're just going to have to go <laughs> with sure. me on it. Um, who had lived in China for a while and knew all of the, knew the whole routine because it was the same for the whole country until I, mean, it may have been modernized in the past 10 or 15 years, but he had lived in China in like the early 80s <laughs> in the gung-ho era um, and, uh, and and would do it. And it's, it's a great, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, there's a lot of arm twists and it's a blast. So number one, kudos to Mao for that. Number two, he instituted this national outfit, right? The Mao suit. Um, it's uplifting to the proletariat, certainly. But it was really flattering, fl- flattering on Mao, a man who was essentially shaped like a potato.
3: <laughs> he figured it out. He's yeah. a fashion uh, maverick.
2: He had it sorted out. He said, he he had someone who knew about outfits come to his house, and he said, I want something new, and I want something that flatters the potato-like man.
1: I want something new. <laughs> I want something mandatory.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we're just going to kill anybody who doesn't wear it,
3: right? And you can't say no to that kind of request. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. And you know what? He knocked it out of the ballpark. The the Mao suit looks tremendous on Mao.
3: And I think any portly yeah uh, leader, it looks mo- slash monster. <laughs> frankly,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kim
3: Jong Il, Kim Jong Il, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kim Jong Un.
2: Sure. Yeah, I haven't seen Kim what, Jong. What's the
1: difference between? Kim Jong il style of dress and Kim Jong Un's style of dress.
3: Uh, is there I, one?
2: It's, it's identical. It looks
3: similar to me. Okay. That Kim
2: kid, Jong not
0: much.
3: <laughs> Kim Jong not much. <laughs> I heard a Sorry. weird story. This is probably this is probably not true, but a story about Kim Jong Il where he went one of his um, uh, solutions to fight hunger in his country was to get this rabbit from Europe and bring it over and have it breed in the countryside and then oh, that would create good. food for the for the so um, that's outside people. the
2: box thinking. Yeah.
3: Well, but then he he couldn't wait and he brought back 12 rapids and he ate them <laughs> before he could even implement that's Well, evil. you know. There This could be like they, a, a tale. I didn't google it, Yeah. yeah. It was a good story. Yeah, but like, and he
1: didn't even think to himself, "Hey, just go get 12 more." No. It just it's like, "Well, that's over."
3: He 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 does, whatever whim he has, he just acts Hmm. upon it.
2: Yeah, he did the same thing with Catholics. Initially, he was going to bring in some (laughs) Catholics, Catholics. but he ended up killing them and eating them.
3: Well, they taste delicious. He had
2: heard that they had large families. Yeah.
3: Oh, well, yeah, of course. A Protestant stringy.
2: A Protestant stringy. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Tough meat. Tough meat because of that Protestant work ethic. Yep.
3: (laughs) Yeah. All
2: that self denial makes you tough.
3: But Catholics' uh, meat is very tender because of all the alcoholism.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: And sure. the passion. Yeah, and the, the passion. It's, it's, a, it's a mixture of booze and passion.
2: Uh. Wow, we've really gotten ourselves deep into this one. Yeah, we're really taking some big swings. Oh, I love it.
3: <laughs> well, at, uh, dictators who can't hurt us. Yeah. Well, they're ghosts. Ghosts, oh, right? But are we in any danger for insulting them? Like, is there, like, an, uh, some sort of...
1: Like a retroactive... Retroactive,
3: yeah. I don't know. I mean, could, Can there a could, state could, come after us?
1: Right, yeah. So you're saying, in theory, could Kim Jong-un... Yes. ...hear this, and because you told the defamatory rabbit story... Right. ...send some sort of shock troops out to get us? Right. I don't know.
3: I mean, if he doesn't get to me, the arsonist will.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, Aaron and I are uh, smack dab in the middle of a, um,
3: would you call it a rampage? Yeah, arson rampage.
1: There's a West Hollywood fire bug, Jesse. No. I don't know if you knew about
2: that. I haven't heard about this. Uh,
1: they've also called him a Carsonist because oh. he is uh, setting fire primarily to garages. Carson Daly. To Carson Daly. <laughs> Uh, um, and uh,
2: Johnny Carson's tomb, and Carson from Downton Abbey, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, the butler.
3: Please don't get me started on that lovely show. Isn't
2: that, a, isn't that a treat? Yeah, it's a delight.
3: But back to us, uh,
2: yeah, being danger oh, yes, of
3: mur- so, being murdered. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, there's a there's there's been these fire bombings in West Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, a, a rash of them. Uh, I think as of this recording, they haven't caught him uh, or or the gang, and uh, also they uh, no one has died. So it's no. still kind of fun to talk about.
0: Okay.
3: When someone dies, we have to stop. Uh, right. Being so excited slash scared. Right. But or Aaron, you
1: a car uh, a car next door to you mm-hmm. got firebombed, right?
3: Firebombed melted the car, melted the car next to it, and then the whole side of the building is charred. How many charred black. cars? There's been I think 35 fires in, wow. in all, and there was there were one one or two last night, and then on my way here, I dropped off. Um, something at my friend's house in Silver in Echo, uh, Los Filas. Drugs. Drugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a, it was a package, uh-huh. a, a um, nondescript package. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just yeah. an so ordinary your,
1: brown yeah. package. From your butt. Uh-huh, from my butt. <laughs> an ordinary. Like, Just an ordinary <laughs> deflated balloon, That's not all. filled with anything. Not
3: filled with anything. It definitely wasn't a cocaine-heroin
2: mix. <laughs> sure.
3: Which is a thing I invented. <laughs> um, there was a car... There was a <laughs>
2: <laughs> we should we should call Motley Crue and let them know about this thing that you just invented. Yeah, they're gonna love
1: it. <laughs> they're oh, gonna yeah. love this I thing. don't know if they're on the wagon or off the wagon these days, but
3: I think they're off.
1: Tell oh me, god. Tell I, tell mean, I, I mean it's... I know I'm paraphrasing a Seinfeld uh issue, but is it what what is it definitively when you're on drugs, are you on the wagon or off the wagon?
0: Oh.
2: I don't know.
3: I don't know.
1: I think it's off the wagon. Anyway, yes. sorry.
2: Well, you're certainly oh, full of a... pith and vinegar today. <laughs> yes, I know. Exactly.
3: <laughs> it's all the fires. It's got everyone riled up. Yeah. But there was one. They were, they were investigating one on Melbourne and Franklin. Mm. Wow. I mean, Melbourne 30, and Hillhurst. Those
2: streets are parallel. So. 35 cars?
3: Somewhere around 30, 30 fires. They, I think most of them have been cars.
2: That is a lot. Oh, you know what, though? I think I've got... How many of those cars were Chevy Corvairs? Oh. Because those things are unsafe at any speed.
1: <laughs> well are you saying that Ralph Nader is doing this to prove a point?
2: I believe he is. I believe he is. He Nader is in...
1: the carcinist.
2: Passive safety systems. <laughs>
3: well, what if the arsonist gets blamed for more car fires than he deserves because of because of the Chevy Corvair?
2: Oh yeah.
3: That's another bummer about the that. That is,
1: yeah. yeah. Bad you... time to be a carcinist. Yeah,
3: it hurts everybody.
1: Um, Aaron, if you okay, and I, I've uh you know, I, I was uh Kind of looking around, there's kind of a kind of West Hollywood community mm-hmm. Twitter feed, and I was looking at this for information. And um, you know, it, 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 it talked about like if you see someone suspicious, you know, be on the lookout. If you do, you think if you saw someone who you believe to be the carcinist, you could take him down?
3: Take him down? No, not someone armed with a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, I would have to start carrying Molotov cocktails.
1: Well, that's probably the only solution.
3: So I should start doing that.
1: In the place of the heroin cocaine balloons, just have a Molotov cocktail in your butt at all times.
3: Officer, I have an, ex- I have an explanation for this. <laughs> I am trying to defend myself against the carcinist by carrying whatever mode of fire he'd Have carried. you ever heard the expression fight fire with fire? It's a pretty popular
2: one. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the West Hollywood has its own police department. Yes. And my guess is the response that you would get would be, I'm sorry, ma'am. If you'd told me that you had that in there to stimulate your prostate, I would have believed you. <laughs> a lot
1: of gays yeah, in West Hollywood. A lot of yeah. gays. A lot of gays. And, and the West Hollywood Police
2: Department just completely
1: shuts down around brunch. <laughs> From around 11 to like 2.30-ish, well, they They're fr- having brunch.
3: Yeah, they're frittatas.
1: Sure. At the yeah. mimosa.
2: <laughs> Painting with broad strokes this week <laughs> on Jordan Jesse Go. We'll be back in just a second with more. Love you. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse Boy Detective.
3: Hi, I'm Aaron Gibson sitting in this chair. She is that oh, I didn't have time true. to come up with nothing. No, it's true.
2: Yeah. It is absolutely true. Yeah. I, I'm gonna sit here and vouch for it. It's Thank not you. a
3: lie. I'm not standing, that's Mm-mm. for sure.
2: Are you guys concerned about genuinely concerned about your safety?
3: Um, I am because the um, building next door to mine was torched, yeah. so but I feel like it's kinda like a shark attack. Right. Someone I saw someone get attacked by a shark, so you the chances of me... You should do whatever you can
2: <laughs> to not look like a seal.
3: Yeah, whatever I can. <laughs> is
2: that what you're describing? And if you see an arsonist, oh, no. just punch him in the nose.
1: Right the, right on the nose. Well,
3: unless he comes back to finish the job. Right. Which yeah. is the only reason I could think he, he would... I think it'd be dumb to come back to that exact area.
2: Um. Our friend, uh, John Richmond of Casper mm-hmm. Hauser, the Casper Hauser uh, Skit Club, a uh, sketch comedy group from San Francisco, uh, friends of MaximumFun.org, uh, creators of the Casper Hauser Comedy Podcast. I'm gonna, just going to end my descriptions of who Casper Hauser are, is an open sea swimmer. Oh. Um, this is something that he does. I don't know why he does this. It sounds terrible to me. Uh, he was attacked. In the San Francisco Bay, he he likes to swim in the bay. By an
0: arsonist, <laughs> yes,
2: by an arsonist, Was tried to set fire to water. <laughs> by a gay police officer, <laughs> um, he was attacked by a harbor seal. <gasps> he was attacked by a seal. They attack? They don't attack. That's what makes it so amazing. They here is the thing: sharks attack, and sharks totally attack people who open sea swim in the San Francisco Bay. It totally happens. Uh, sea lions attack, uh, and they totally attack people who are swimming in the San Francisco Bay. Seals do not attack, and a seal is what attacked John Richmond, Definitely,
1: was he provoking it in any way? Uh, Maybe that's what, dangling something in front of it.
2: That's what. Like apparently, John John has. I saw a picture, and you don't want to see this picture, but I saw a picture of his injury, and it is grotesque. And it bit him on the side. This seal, yes the seal biologists accused him of provoking it. They said, mm. well, seals don't attack people. You must have provoked it. And he said, well, what could I have done to provoke it? And the best they could come up with is maybe he accidentally kicked it while he was swimming. <laughs> <laughs> like it was swimming and he was swimming and he accidentally kicked it in the head or something.
3: So, And the seal couldn't be like... Hey, dude, I get it. You're swimming.
2: No, because seals can't talk. Oh, right. Mm. I mean, that is ultimately what this is about. It's like, use your words. You it, know what I mean? Well, no wonder. Biting him is a little da- I mean, but
3: biting to me, well, I guess I don't have any other way to...
2: Well, he could have gone on his back and flopped yeah. back and forth with his little flippers. <laughs> flippers. Oh my God, that would have been adorable. So
3: what? Ha- so his injuries were pretty deep, but his he-
2: injuries were pretty severe, but he made it uh, back and he's he's just fine. Internal he had to have injuries? a bunch of he had to have a bunch of stitches, uh, but he's okay.
3: So he wasn't damaged on the inside. He was not damaged
2: on the inside. He was severely bitten. <laughs> it is gross. Just mega gross. And it spoils one of the world's cutest animals. Yeah. It does. It's one of the world's cutest slash most vicious animals.
1: Yeah. It's like getting attacked by a kitty or a squirrel. Like oh, these things that are just like universally enjoyable. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. F- a fawn.
3: Oh, a fawn. A Yeah. D- bear cub. Bear cub. Well. Bear yeah. cub. What about a baby koala bear?
1: That would be awful, too.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow. That would be terrible. Mm-hmm. Did you get attacked? Did you really get attacked by a baby koala bear?
3: No, I wish. I I just, no. I do it?
2: How did it, how were you handling
3: it? I mean, I, I don't was want it, to get into was it, was but it were you? essentially, I tried to breastfeed it.
2: Oh, I right. and I think that it didn't. Okay. It right. was No, that's fair. It was too much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, my
3: mothering instinct kind of took over. And,
2: right, I think that that's happened to me
3: before. Were you
1: stimulating yeah. its pouch at all?
3: Oh, I know, I forgot that part.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what you got to yeah. do if you're trying to breastfeed a baby koala.
3: No, I put on some. Um, I, I think uh, I put on some like American lull- classical lullabies. <laughs>
1: no, and, sure, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah,
3: some very uh, what a baby would like a human baby. <laughs> yeah, I had a mobile. Uh, Put a mobile up and...
1: Sure. Koalas yeah. get upset when you treat them too much like a human.
3: I stenciled its name on the wall.
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: In fun letters that looked like it had stitches on it.
1: Sure. You took a Christmas card yep. picture with you mm-hmm. and the koala.
3: I got an armchair that also rocks. Makes, a lot sense, of stuff.
1: makes
2: sense that it attacked you. Didn't like makes it. Makes sense. I
3: invested a lot of money in this <laughs> scenario, too, so I lo- I lost probably about $400,000 in, in total. Wow.
2: <laughs> That's almost half a million dollars if I'm counting that yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm yeah right no, I got it yeah, yeah any I mean any
1: plans you. to mother another kind of marsupial oh, maybe for a sure. kangaroo okay mm-hmm. good, good
3: I do not give up
1: okay are I, you going another koala or are you gonna maybe branch out maybe like a like a, a wallaby
3: yeah I think wallaby you know uh, a wallaby or um a raccoon I think a raccoon would actually be kind of docile for a baby I mean that's
2: yeah. not a marsupial but
3: no I know, but I, I gotta they do rag- clean their own food yes.
2: <laughs> right, which fair enough. <laughs> hey, uh how, is, how are your <laughs> holidays, guys?
1: Uh, mine was nice. I spent it in Orange County, as I do
2: all of my holidays. I um, think we all imagine when we think of the classic American holiday, we mm-hmm. think of spending it in Orange County. Oh, sure.
1: So, Just you know, you, know, you go wasselin' down at Chili's. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, Santa's
2: Mittens, board
1: shorts. Santa, yeah, Santa. Santa comes by in his raised truck with the social distortion sticker. <laughs> and he delivers gifts of body spray and guns. I don't know. I don't just can He's not gun-toting.
2: No, it isn't.
1: Um, but yeah, it was, it was nice. And uh,
2: for... Jordan, body spray and gift cards to the store that only sells things that glow in the dark. There you <laughs> go.
1: Um, Spencer's. Oh, by the way, I didn't get a single Starbucks card this Christmas. And I didn't get a single random text that said, Happy New Year. From a number that I didn't have in my phone, <gasps> am I? Do I need to cultivate more bullshit fair weather friendships?
3: No, these I feel seemed
1: like, like bad
3: signs. No, I think it's the this, the the thing that you have to look at is why were you putting up with that in the first place?
1: To Starbucks cards at the end of the year, right? Yeah,
3: but like a five dollar Starbucks card, yeah, it's almost insulting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can get.
3: I'm gonna buy one coffee and then the next coffee I have to pay let's for pay thirty a cents. Little bit yeah,
2: of it. yeah.
1: No, you're right. It's more convenient not to have.
2: What them. about Jamba cards, though?
3: I don't believe in Jamba you get juice. An
2: Orange Dream Machine.
3: Those, that's
2: you don't those, believe Jamba juice exists. I don't. You, I don't. You're boycotting it.
3: I'm boycotting it. The, those drinks are not healthy.
2: <laughs> no. Yeah. No, they're special milkshakes.
3: <laughs> they're special milkshakes. They're fruity
2: milkshakes.
3: Why does? But people go in there thinking they're gonna they're getting something healthy, and then they drink too much of something that they shouldn't have in the first place.
2: Yeah,
1: that's true.
3: That's what they. They're, it's a house of lies.
1: I have, but the tiny pizzas are good for you, though, right?
3: Tiny pizzas, yeah, yeah. Mo- that's moderation.
1: Sure, there's those are
2: gluten free,
3: but not a big thing. That's that's how much sugar is in one of those. You know what
2: the is. problem with America's health is?
3: Which yes,
2: a surfeit of gluten, <laughs> a gluten surfeit. Yep. Um, I had uh uh I had one of those just insanely intense. I'm thinking about you know how you know how when children are bad in class
0: mm-hmm.
2: they separate them I'm thinking about separating my families I have my wife's family my father's family and my mother all live within 10 miles of each other That's convenient No see that's what you would think you would think it was convenient because here's what's here's what's convenient about it. Uh, when, when you go home for the holiday, you can see everyone. But here's the thing: they made a movie about it, Four Christmases.
1: <laughs> when you <laughs> nothing go... went wrong in that movie, nope. it was a zero conflict movie.
2: When you go home for the holiday, you are obliged mm-hmm. to see everyone. You are locked into this. This, like, grueling marathon of holiday-related events. So, essentially, this is this was my Christmas uh, schedule. I drove. I, I worked through Wednesday. On Thursday morning, I got up early to drive my wife and baby from uh, Los Angeles to Marin County. It took nine hours uh, because uh, babies uh, don't, like... Sitting in cars unless they're asleep, uh, and uh, you can't feed a baby in the car that doesn't eat out of the bottle, uh, which our baby doesn't. Um,
3: uh, eats
1: out without,
2: of a bowl. Yeah, eats out of mm-hmm. a bowl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we're, we get, we give him a wet food, dry food mixture. Oh, good. It's a, and you, you, it's kind of a hood he wears, right? <laughs> like a food hood. Am I like describing trop- it yeah. right? It's sort of like, like one a feed of bag those. For yeah, a it's horse? like a feedback, okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, and so you, you can't take the baby out of the car seat and feed him in the back seat anymore because it's 2011. You can take the
1: baby out of the car seat, but you can't take the car seat out of the baby. <laughs> Am I you. right? Someone had Am to I say right? It. He's That's always acting true. like a fucking car seat.
2: Um, and so it took take, took nine hours to drive to wow. Los Angeles. Then we had uh, then we we got to uh, my wife's family's house at like six. Uh, we changed uh, and headed to the clubhouse. My wife's family living in this condo uh, and the condo grouping or whatever it is, there's a clubhouse Mm -hmm. where there's like a pool and there's like a little common room that you can rent out uh, for events. And so they had rented it out for the family Christmas dinner thing. This is two days before Christmas. This is the 23rd. No, this is the 22nd. This is the 22nd. So on the 22nd, we have this dinner with 20-ish people. Which is my wife's father's family. Okay, so that's the twenty second, twenty third. I get part of the day off. I go into the sea. I finish up my Christmas shopping. My wife takes care of the baby. Hangs out with her family. Uh, I come back into town. Night of the 20th, night of the twenty third is my wife's mother's Christmas event. Because they're divorced? Is, uh, no, they just each of their families also live in Marin County.
3: But why couldn't they combine it?
2: Because they're not the same family. They don't know each other. Only only my wife's parents Have know each other. Have you thought
3: about watching Four
2: Christmases?
1: It doesn't sound like you've watched it. There are... Because there's a very clear game plan laid out in that movie. There are... It's there for the picking.
2: 60 people at my wife's mother's family Christmas dinner. There's like crabs and it is insane. It is a fucking madhouse. And all of them is like a family reunion but and it usually has skits thankfully there was no skits this year
3: what do you mean they put on plays
2: they put on christmas plays the chi- these Sorry. are these people are some of them are enthusiastic homosexuals some of them are it's something that started when they were six and it was cute and then continued to when they were 12 and it's a very positive family and no one told them to stop and it just kept going into a basically a musical review. I got into this thing with one of my wife's aunts. Where there was this. It's
1: Wicked now, right? Like, yeah. That's what Wicked started out as. That's how Wicked started.
2: Yeah. yeah. Only, only all of uh, all of the musical numbers have been replaced by complex musical parodies of various aunts and uncles. Mm. Um, I got into this thing. There was this slideshow uh, that was Grandma and Grandpa's slideshow. This thing is all theoretically a tribute to my wife's grandparents. It, it's not for my wife's grandparents. Really, they like it though. They're nice people. Um, so there's this slideshow of just pictures that people have sent in of what's happened to them over the year. There's 60 of these people, right? So there's a lot of pictures in this slideshow.
3: It's song a visual is... letter, letter of the year.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: This is what happened. What song our... is playing in the background?
2: Uh... Single it ladies? Was not... <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It was not. Over and over again. It was not that Green Day song. Um, I think it was a Stevie Wonder song. But um, it, it's about White to people. start. It's about yeah, to start. Right. And they're trying to get everybody to sit down and watch it. And uh, my wife's aunt comes up and says... Um, and, and I'm like cleaning up. I'm cleaning up. I'm helping clean up. And my wife's aunt says, they're going to start the slideshow. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'll watch it. I'm cleaning up. And uh, she's like, oh, well, we're, we're all just going to sit down and watch it. And I was like, oh, oh. Like I thought they were just going to play the slideshow. I had been an advocate of just play the slideshow during the whole event on loop, so people can see the pictures.
3: Background, a background yes, event, so
2: people can see the pictures. And it's not a performance of any kind. A slideshow is not a performance. So anyway, but I was being nice, so I was like, you know, I, I'm just going to finish cleaning up here and everything. And uh, she said, uh, my wife's aunt said, uh, they are going to they're going to start the slideshow, and we are going to respect that.
1: Ooh! Wow. You, got yeah. faced. Did you
3: tell got her to eat
1: it? you got dunked on
3: <laughs> I got dunked on big time you told her to eat a dick right no oh. I can't tell these people they're very nice people <laughs> that that that's no they're not that's not nice that's not and that's using niceness to get what you want
2: but yeah no did did, did she have like a dish I want to be clear that was na- they, she was not
1: being nice about it but did I, she think you have like you had like a big city tood they was that did you assume it was coming from some sort of big city dude? They're,
2: they're all they're all nice. Mm-hmm. They definitely all think I have a big city dude, mm-hmm. but um, they mostly find that charming. Okay. To their credit, sure. they find my big city dude charming. Uh, however, I cannot fucking deal with this when shit. When you cops say there is sixty of these people. <laughs> There are sixty of them.
3: I don't want to sit through wedding slideshows during a wedding per- reception. There are sixty of
2: them. Of okay, the wedding so... you
3: just saw. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. I just don't want to see people. I don't want to see what you look like when you are a kid.
2: Mm. So the next day we have Christmas with my wife's family. This is on Christmas Eve day. We do all the Christmas shit. We get up in the morning. We go open presents. We they like to they go for a hike. We went for a hike. Um. Uh. All the Christmas shit. Right. The Christmas morning, we drive from Marin to San Francisco to my dad's house and do Christmas morning at my dad's house with my dad and my brothers who are half brothers. My dad and my stepmother and my half brothers. Do fucking Christmas morning there. Then we drive to my mom's house and do Christmas with my mom and then Christmas dinner with my mom. This is in four fucking days. Fuck Christmas.
3: No, I don't go home for Christmas. I stay in L.A. Where's your home? Texas. Oh, Yeah. Because I, I do Thanksgiving and then I and then I stay here for Christmas because it's like a college town and it's very quiet and peaceful and you can park places and everyone's nice and relaxed and all the.
2: Um, but you know what? Here's hmm. the thing. I also I just said fuck Christmas, but the other side of this thing, is that actually the truth is I love Christmas, I love my family, I love seeing my family, I love my wife's family, I love seeing my wife's family. It's just I wish that I could do them one
0: at a time. But
3: you can just, but that that'll never be an option for you. I know. But now that you have I got to separate them. But you I have to buy kid. them one-way plane tickets. You do not have to go. You have the best excuse.
2: No, because now toddler. they want now they're going to want to come stay at my house.
3: But then you can have four of them here instead of No, instant. I can't. Where am I going to put them? Do you sleep here on the floor of my office? Just move some of the yeah.
1: taxidermy. <laughs> You've got a lot of taxidermy, just, you, you can know, put, a queen size... put some of that in the car for a while. Oh. Um,
2: <sighs> anyway, I, it was a, but it was a really, it was a, it, it was, it, every year it is that.
3: I don't enjoy the, I don't enjoy Christmas. Really? No. Do, because you, my do you have
2: some
1: sort of like anti-Christmas thing you do while you're staying here or is it just relaxing? No, Christmas, relaxing?
3: oh, when I'm here? Yeah. Totally relaxing, pretending it's not Christmas. Okay. Christmas is disappointment oh. for me.
1: Because my parents
3: were um, very poor, but they talked a big game, so it was kind of a mindfuck. And so they're they say would...
1: like they're like, oh, somebody's getting a bike this Christmas, and then it's just a piece of paper with the word bike written on it. Yeah,
3: it was like basically okay. like the worst kind of psychological torture for a kid. And uh-huh. they didn't do it to be malicious, but they didn't understand that you know saying that this stuff was going to happen and then knowing they didn't have the resources to make it happen. Wait, so
1: they would tease presents that never came.
3: We would, They would make us write a list. We would go through the... J.C. JCPenney and Sears used to have a huge catalog in the 80s. We would go through and mark everything and give it to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, oh, wow. you know,
3: that kind of thing. And then we would get hardly anything that we wanted. And then when my parents did have money to do it, they would give us presents that they wanted us to have, not what we asked for. So one year... So like a colonic. Oh, God. It was... A, Basically, when I was 16, I asked for a pager,
1: uh-huh.
3: and my mom bought me a clay set and a watercolor set. I don't pay <laughs> To
1: make a pager.
3: To draw so make To make your own pager. pager. Uh, yeah.
2: uh, a
3: clay pager.
2: Yeah. My dad, uh, my, my parents, my parents were, uh, my mother is an exceptionally good gift giver. Um, she was just exceptionally good at things. Uh, at objects. Yes. Um and so even when we were and, and we were genuinely pretty poor until I was in high school, until she got a she got her first full time teaching job when I was about fifteen. And uh until then we were <laughs> we were broke as a joke, especially at my dad both both houses. We were really broke. But um uh but she always she could always get it together because she is a she is a hustler. Uh my dad less so, but um But I never, I was never hurting for presents. One of the nice things about divorced parents is you do get two Christmases. So between the two, I would always piece together a pretty good haul. Yeah. And, but one year my dad's big present for me was a scooter. And I had wanted a scooter, like the kind with inflatable wheels. And, um, uh, you know, this is pre like Razor scooter type deal. This is like, and you know, like a grip brake and you know that kind of thing. And, uh, uh, I had wanted one just forever and my dad got me the scooter and it was seriously the most exciting gift I had ever gotten in my entire life. I mean, I was maybe eight, nine years old. I still remember how excited I was when I opened that present. I mean, this was in an apartment where, um, I, I, we had, for some reason our apartment had a fireplace It was an an apartment apartment in apartment building. It had a fireplace, but it was the fireplace was literally just covered with plywood. Mm -hmm. And so I had to explain to my dad that Santa came in through the window. And
1: (laughs) um, so your dad was poking holes at the Santa theory. Yeah, like I don't think he's real. Look at this fucking fireplace. Yeah, and like dad window. Come on.
2: And I opened that i I opened up that scooter. I just remember just filling with joy and my dad brought it out and my dad was um, my dad was a single dad at the time. This was sort of in between uh, in between when he divorced with my mom and when he got married to my stepmother and um, probably he had this thing like on holidays because he was in AA and he himself was a crazy vet. He would invite his crazy vet friends over so there was probably a couple of crazy like semi-homeless recovering alcoholic vets over. Um, Who all looked like Santa? Yeah, in camo, <laughs> right? Uh, a couple of them. They would like live at the house for a couple weeks at a time. Um,
3: Wait, is your dad a Vietnam vet? Yeah, yeah, mine too. Yeah. and also an, a recovering alcoholic. Did, did he kind of like it's their thing?
2: Did he ever like? <laughs> did he ever like rescue other? Recovering alcoholic Vietnam vets, like, do they ever like live at your house? No, because he
3: he stopped drinking, but didn't wasn't in any programs, and then and then relapsed really hard when he like three years ago. Oh wow! And now he's he does help have like programs and stuff where he goes in and talks and yeah talks about it. But
2: yeah, my dad still goes to my still dad still goes to meetings, and it is now twenty five years later. Um, But anyway, that that point aside, so my dad my dad. I still remember my dad took that scooter up to the kitchen table. And this is so resonant for me because our, our friend Tyler McNiven, who's been, a, been on this show, an um, uh, old friend of ours from college, showed up at, at my mom's house over Christmas with this um, uh, fire truck as a gift for uh, my son Simon and uh, we, Tyler and I, put it together. Just to sort of sat there and put it all to put all the pieces together. It was so fun. My dad took took it there. Took the scooter and, and put it on the kitchen table, and put it together. like Put the wheels on and put, put some of the pieces on. And anyway, long story short, he lost some of the pieces. And he never put it all the way together.
3: So you couldn't even ride it? No. <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> he just gave up. Halfway through putting it together. (gasps) He put some of the... He put, like, half the wheels... He put, like, one wheel on and... (sighs) Lost some a couple things and then figured he'd try and get another thing and then just never did. Did
1: the un- unfinished scooter stay in the house? Oh, it was just as the, a
2: reminder. The unfinished scooter was in the house for like three years. Oh, good.
3: Oh, just on the <laughs> list of how our parents are actual human beings.
2: <laughs> well, my dad and see the thing, the other thing about my dad and his and his craziness. He has this horrible memory, right? So my dad would have, my dad would tell you. Uh, A, that the scooter never existed. B, Uh that he finished the scooter. And C, like... What's a scooter? What's a scooter? (laughs) Like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, like, use it to get other stuff from him. Because it was sitting in some weird part of the house. And I'd be like, can you finish making the scooter? And he would not know what I was talking
1: about. Oh. (laughs) now our our house um has been kind of lacking a dad at christmas for a while now my my dad uh moved out when i was around 12 and we've never had like that dad presence in the house but um uh my mom's uh, internet boyfriend uh, oh come on! Yep, I know. Uh, has started kind of joining us at holidays. He's and
2: a wait now. He's a he's a real life boyfriend that she met online. Yes, I right? know, and
1: I definitely need to stop calling him mom's internet boyfriend. It's just funnier when I call him that. that is I yes. know,
3: but that's like that's how I, I'm on I'm on OK Cupid. I date on the internet. No, oh, sure, yeah. It's how you have to do it these days.
1: I I know what with. Apps and all. Oh, the main, all way,
3: the mm-hmm.
2: main way to do it is uh is putting a message on Jordan Jesse Go, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean that's
1: oh, the main I ju- way I
2: people
3: basically just did that.
1: Yeah, right. sure. Um and um <laughs> yeah, must 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 love Molotov cocktails. <laughs> um but and he's doing a real good job of kind of being Christmas dad for us. Like he wears Hawaiian shirts all the time. Uh, which is kind of what you want from mom's internet boyfriend. But also um um, he's really got the dad joke down. Um, we were, we all, the, our, our, tradition is going to, we always go to see a movie kind of on Christmas evening. We were kind of talking about, you saw what, a
3: girl with a dragon tattoo. Uh, <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. And I had to explain to my mom what rape was. Um,
3: <laughs>
1: um it's
3: good that she didn't know.
1: It, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about what movies to see and, and the, uh, and war horse came up. Um, and, uh, and Brad, chimed in. <laughs>
2: recording glitch here brad said warhorse is that like mr ed gets drafted
1: <laughs> i wanted to fucking standing ovation this guy like it was amazing uh, uh like could not be more like on point yeah we all had a good laugh as as he's not doing absolutely it's great i mean it was beautiful i mean yeah we all as as had a long long good laugh as as he's not
3: doing it like every 4 minutes yeah,
1: no, I mean he he's good. He's good with it, you know. He's he's he, he spaces good, it out.
3: Yeah, rhythm.
1: But here was my one complaint. RE Brad's performance at Christmas dinner. I sat next to him and uh for the whole dinner this this is what was going on. Mm. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I'm glad he was enjoying the meal. I don't I don't need to imagine his sex noises. Ugh. I don't need to get like a glimpse into his sex noises. The man's dating my mom. I mean, what was
3: your mom doing? Uh, I,
1: I mean, she's uh, being a quiet eater. This is kind of a long table, so, you know, she wasn't. They weren't like playing footsie underneath or something.
2: We should explain that. Jordan, have you seen Batman, the movie Batman? <laughs> Batman, Yes, one. several times. Jordan lives in a Bruce Wayne style mm-hmm. mansion, yeah. and Jordan's mom is. Kind of a Vicky vale type.
3: Yeah, your mom. You have a cat, the candelabra in the middle. Yeah, separating yeah. everyone. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. So yeah,
1: and it's like, well, I mean, I can, I can just go ahead and have the illusion that they just hold hands and do charity work together. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't need that little reminder. I don't know, because I felt like. Can I tell him to stop? But you... I can't.
3: You know what you could have done. You could have made noises like that, but louder.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sure. That would have been a funny comic situation. See if he caught on. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Mm.
3: Fuck these potatoes. Mm,
1: (laughs) God, these are fucking good. (laughs) Mom makes a mean fucking roast,
3: doesn't she, asshole? (laughs)
0: I'm
3: going to put this turkey in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ugh.
3: Yeah, I don't like it when people make noises. Period, when they eat, I don't like when people eat food <laughs> sloppily mm-hmm. or smacking or um, noises. Yeah, I like it to be a peaceful endeavor, not like a, a, a wolf eating a sure whatever. pussy. Wolf eating pussy. Yeah, you know how wolves eat pussy.
1: I do. I don't want to so, like that. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know how a wolf eats pussy.
3: Oh, I'm really glad that's not a thing.
1: Because <laughs> you're, you're not a lady wolf.
3: Well, that's... Oh, I in my mind, it was like a... Um, what was that movie with Jack Nicholson? Where wolf he was, Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer in Wolf
0: Pussy. It was just director. <laughs>
2: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: And I am Aaron Gibson, and I am still in this chair.
2: Oh, Great to see you there, Aaron. You Thank look you. fantastic. So do you. You're you're sitting the shit out of that chair. Thank
3: you. <laughs> um, How
1: am I doing, guys?
2: Oh, uh, well. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Poindexter. A little, a little
1: homely over here. <laughs>
2: um, hey, how about a couple of uh, commercial announcements, my friend? Mm. First of all, uh, thank you to our sponsor this week, MakePixelArt.com. Aaron, if you've ever wanted to make pixel art, one of the best websites to use is MakePixelArt.com. I knew that. <laughs> because you listen to Jordan Jesse go. Oh, that's yes. probably why. Uh, they've also got a great app for uh, the information phone. Uh, you can make your, uh, for all your, uh, you know, all of your Mario paid style picture drawing needs. Um, anything that you need to draw in the context of, uh, eight to 16 bit graphic type situation, you can do it at makepixelart.com.
3: Will that work on a razor? A razor phone?
2: Yeah, it'll probably work on a razor phone. Yeah,
3: most likely. Most things do. What about a StarTac?
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I say put it on the StarTac. Flip phone? Yeah, sure. That'll, yeah, put that on that flip phone.
3: Zach Morris phone?
2: Yeah, Zach mm-hmm. Morris phone. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Car phone? Put it on your car phone. Yeah, please. Pager code. Use pager code. 143 Uh We got a personal ad this week up on the Jumbotron Ooh. as we turn our eyes up to the Jumbotron. <laughs> Speaking of personal ads, Kevin S. Anyone in the Allentown, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania area? The Allentown, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania area. And I should mention specifically when I say anyone, I'm speaking about female anyone's because that is the gender that uh, uh, our friend Kevin S. is interested in. He is a 24-year-old nurse. Mm-hmm. Good job. Good job. Uh, he's working out of Philadelphia. It's a ad- nice, steady job. It's a good gig. It's a good, well-paid. And it implies compassion. W-
3: yeah. Th- there was Empathy. A, yes. There was a um, study about Gause. male, male nurse nurses and how attractive they are to women.
2: Oh. Uh, well. Yeah. And male go. Norseman.
3: And <laughs> hey,
0: Norseman. Oh, did
3: you know I'm from uh, the Bronx circa 1920?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, you guys... He's a noise! You, yeah! You guys want to go play some stickball? A real potato! Um, he's 24 years old. He's a nurse. <laughs> 5'9", dark brown hair. Kind of look like a Fred Savage, Charlie Day type guy.
3: Adorable. Mm-hmm. That's
2: an adorable yeah. type of guy. He's got two cats. Hey. Uh, one's called Kittler. And one's called Ezio Auditore. Oh, I.
1: What is that? It's an Assassin's Creed reference. Don't Sorry, I'm, I'm 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 hurting his chances by pointing out.
2: Anyway, uh, you can email it's a video game. you can email Kevin S at K A Stanley one thousand, K A Stanley one thousand at aol dot com.
1: S T A N L E Y.
2: S T A N L hmm. E Y one thousand at aol dot and, of course, all of these are always up on, in the uh, forum thread for episode sponsors. So it's a video game, sponsors.
1: a cat owner, a video game fan, a cat owner, and he's got an AOL account. <laughs>
3: it's it's a, he, a cat named after Hitler, but with ki, with a kitty sure. start, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a dark world that this guy lives in. <laughs> that and the gunshot victims. Um, and hey, look at this, we got a commercial message up on the Jumbotron from our friends at Tepedico. Hey! Yeah, we love Tepedico! Absolutely,
1: I've ordered some, uh, some lovely Brandon Bird art on Tepedico. Uh,
2: Tepedico.com is actually the home of MaxFunStore.com, mm-hmm. uh, which is where you can go to buy all of your red-hot Jordan Jesse Go merchandise, Uh, Sound of Young America merchandise, uh, Bullseye merchandise coming soon, Mm -hmm. Uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me merchandise. I know uh, you're fond of that Peepums t-shirt. It's a great -um Peepums shirt. Peepums Nasty Gum. Um, Peepums Nasty Gum is the chewing gum that your grandparents give you. Uh, known for being crumbly and flavorless.
3: Oh, it tastes like a napkin after four seconds?
2: You got it. (laughs) That's the gum. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, they also do merchandise for a lot of friends of Jordan Jesse Go. Mm -hmm. Our friend David Malky from... uh, uh, the great webcomic, Wondermark, as you mentioned, Brandon Bird uh, For, uh, from BrandonBird.com. You know,
1: Chris Hastings uh, from Dr. McNinja. Oh, the has great Chris lovely, Hastings. Uh, products in there.
2: He's often kindly mentioned Jordan Jesse Go in his comics. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of great people. Jonathan Colton also has merchandise up there at Topedoco.com, and they have special deals if you buy multiple t-shirts, you get a cool discount, and... Um, Anyway, it's really great. Uh, they they run a great service. They're great people. That's why we uh, that's why we have them selling our merchandise. So our thanks to them for sponsoring this week's Jordan Jesse Go. If you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, uh, email Teresa at maximumfun org. If you want to get up on the jumbotron, uh, share a message with our audience. It's just a hundred bucks for a personal message, two hundred for a commercial message. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: And I'm Aaron Gibson, and I'm standing up.
2: No, no wait throwing a, a curveball this time. I know. Hold on.
3: How, do you think this will affect your performance? Uh huh. It's going to be way more
2: energetic. Wow, yeah.
3: I'm going to be interrupting, talking over you guys. What
2: are you, like a morning radio DJ now?
3: Uh, I, I can't even muster it. I was gonna <laughs> just, that was the beginning of me trying to do a bit, and I couldn't even do it.
1: Boy, the standing up thing isn't working out for you. Nope. You probably just have
2: a seat, Aaron. You
1: were doing great before. You don't need to change I anything. Think
3: of a, don't not a, a thing. a fun DJ name.
2: One time I went into the office of a an advertising company. It was a very small boutique advertising company. Five or six people worked there. Um, and the boss of it was working in the middle at a stand up desk
0: mm.
2: uh, while everyone else worked around him at normal desks i 've seen people do that. It was weird, not so much the working at a stand up desk i mean that 's weird i mean it 's unusual but i i 'm fine with that, but it was made me really uncomfortable uh, that they were all in the same room. And that the boss was at a stand up desk and everyone else was at a normal desk.
3: If I ever uh, work in an office again, I want a couch, no desk, couch, yeah. laptop.
2: Mm. It's sort of like what if he was working like in moon boots? Like what if he was hanging up to gravity boots? Uh, like sure. what if he was hanging upside down from or in moon boots? That's the kind of where you bounce up and down, right? <laughs>
3: Is it pretentious to you to have a standing desk?
0: Um,
2: it's like aggressively advertising agency. <laughs> You right. know what I mean? Like you might as well have a you might as well take your meetings in a ball pit. Oh yeah. <laughs> um hey, we got some telephone calls when something momentous happens to our callers, we, we our listeners. We ask that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN for momentous occasions. Um and uh they have done so and we have listened. Hey, Jordan Jesse, possible guest. This is a Will from Indiana calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, I was just at the grocery store, and a woman walked by me wearing the best T-shirt ever. So the picture is like a standard, you know, werewolf guy ripping his shirt open because he's turning into a werewolf. The text in big, like, Indiana Jones-looking letters says, Wolfman's got nards.
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what?
3: Remember the word Nards?
0: <laughs> I'm glad to
3: know they're putting it on shirts still.
1: Um, I saw a T-shirt today that um, I'm uh, that I I won. Okay, I was just wondering if this shirt was racist or not. Uh, this was I was at a bar. Um,
2: <laughs> it said Willenium.
1: Yes, Willenium.
2: <laughs> and it was a picture Korn of me dong. and Jordan.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so I was at this bar, it's called the SF Saloon, and it's the, I guess it's the kind of go-to bar if you want to watch like a San Francisco sporting event, like a Giants game or a Niners game. This guy was wearing a shirt. It looked like it had been homemade, like you could see the part where it had been ironed on, and it said, this is your brain, and it had a picture of the San Francisco 49ers logo. And then it says, this is your brain on drugs, and it had the Oakland Raiders logo. (laughs) Is that racist? (laughs) why was he doing what is that desi can you shed some light on it as someone who knows about this kind of thing
3: they're known for their rough and tumble ways (laughs) yeah their drug
1: use
2: oh man you know i mean i'm from san francisco so i'm a 49ers fan i mean there is definitely an element to the rivalry and there's not like a really a strong rivalry between the the niners and the raiders um it, there is a strong rivalry from Raiders fans hate Niners fans, and Niners fans uh, uh, don't care too much about the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: except for this guy who made his own iron on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think that the uh, I think that generally you would find that Raiders fans think of themselves as a wild, rough and tumble, blue collar bunch, and think of Forty ers fans as a white wine sipping bunch of uh, <laughs> uh, over moneyed. Whatever.
3: Classism, not racism. Okay.
2: So it was just
1: simply classist. But okay. I mean, okay. there's
2: some race mixed up in there. Sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Okay.
1: Yeah. No. He was it's... also wearing a fishing hat. Did I say that? Oh, no. He was. That
3: makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. Um... More or less racist because of the fishing hat.
3: Did he have on pants?
2: Shorts. Okay. Was the fishing hat white and pointy?
1: <laughs> it was, actually, yeah. yeah more and his fishing pole was like a, a big pole, and then it had another sort pole going cross. across <laughs> it, and it was on fire. Yeah. Yeah, like a fisherman.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: well, this is A like Ku Klux, a- Klux
2: fisherman. Gotcha. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is Levi from Chicago. I'm calling it a momentous occasion that was prompted by another momentous occasion that I heard on the program. Um, I was out running while listening to Jordan, Jesse, Go!, which is something that I recommend to all Jordan, Jesse, Go! listeners. Um, although you end up laughing while you run, which is ridiculous. It does. Uh, and the advantage is, it does give you something to run from.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you had a momentous occasion from someone who saw the license plate on a car that was uh, one
2: dick. Moments earlier, I had seen a shiny big pickup truck with the license plate NADS. That's all. <laughs> it felt momentous. Thanks for doing the show. Cool. It's that's the thing. The thing that I admire about the person who gets a vulgar custom license plate Mm. is this. It's not the vulgarity. I don't really care. I don't admire vulgarity. And it's almost always stupid. It's not actually funny. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But what I like about it is that, at least in California, I don't know what it's like in other states, but in California what you have to do is you pay your fee, your $250 or whatever it is. I know this because I did have custom license plates on, on my El Camino. Um, you pay your fee, and then you fill out a form. And the form has three things that you request. So you can look up what's taken online or in this huge book that they have at the DMV. But it has three things that you request. And if the thing that you ask for is deemed vulgar or whatever, they will not give it to you. And they will give you the second thing on your list, if the second thing, and so on. And if all of the things that you ask are not on your list, that you will, are, are not, uh, are too vulgar, they'll just keep your money and give you a regular license plate.
1: Wow. So basically... So it's kind of crapshoot.
2: So basically, all of these people... And they probably people, won't
1: let you put crapshoot on there.
2: Right. So, and if you want to get it by, there's a little explanation thing. If you want to get it by, you have to come up with a reason. You have to say that, uh, you know, you had an Uncle Mads who died, and this is a tribute to him. Right.
1: You know, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but uh, I uh, a friend's a friend of mine's brother growing up had stank ho, and he said it was a tribute to his college professor Stanko.
2: Yeah. So, wow. So, um, so you can like appeal it. But here's the thing: if you have, you can explain it on the on the form. There is a little thing where they ask what the reason is. Sure. Um, but the thing it's is... it's
1: just pussy, you just put, I love pussy.
2: <laughs>
3: and who doesn't? Question mark? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, guys? Mm-hmm. High five.
2: So here's... But here's the question. This high-fiving. It's just me clapping.
1: Here's <laughs> no, the you write all though. that on the form. Yeah. <laughs> High five, guys. Not I mean. The
2: people who have the vulgar Ladies one... Ladies know what I'm talking the about. The people who have the vulgar one, they... They definitely, I mean, if you have three vulgar options with three non-vulgar explanations, then the person knows this isn't actually a tribute to your three favorite college professors. You know. Nads,
1: hard-on, and gruntful. yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, I mean, even if you really did, even if your third <laughs> option was a real tribute to a real Professor Queef.
0: Um, <laughs> Professor Queef,
3: you're like, it just seems like a lot of lies to tell the government in one <laughs> on one document. On
2: <laughs> and you're like, well, if if Buttman and Balzer don't get through, <laughs> yeah. at least I have this honest one. My tribute yeah.
0: to Professor. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> like the first two are, are are vulgar jokes because I'm childish. But if those don't go through, I would like, uh, yeah, I would like Professor Boner.
2: So really, what you have to do is you have to you have to come up with a vulgar one, and then and then you're you're really riding your 250 bucks that that will slip through. You're betting 250 bucks that some lady at the DMV is going to be bamboozled by whatever you come up with to put on that one line on that form.
3: And if she's old enough, she might.
2: Who knows? I don't yeah. know. It's just what she knows about slang. You know what? You know what I say? Fly away, little dreamer. Hmm. Is that something that I can say? Yes,
3: all, every day. Yeah, you should say, it say it every it. day.
2: Okay, excellent. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, impossible guest. Got a momentous occasion. My name's Fletch. I'm from Indianapolis. Currently in Fort Lauderdale, and the wife and I just
3: tried
0: a set All I gotta say is, eh, if you can't get them, Clementine's good enough. Thanks. What,
2: what is this? This is not the call that Colin told me it was going to be. This so many insulting Satsumas. Number one, you probably got a lousy Satsuma because you live in Clementine country. Mm, wow. Number two, a Clementine now A Clementine is a B-minus Satsuma. Not, look, Clementine's about as good as it gets for other non-Satsuma citrus fruits. But the reality is that you really got to hope that you're hitting a home run with your Clementine. And even then, you're going to have a bear of a time peeling that thing. You're going to get a bunch of seeds in your mouth.
3: I'm afraid of citrus. Yeah? So, yeah.
2: No,
1: nothing? No grapefruit?
2: It just
3: burns in my... I always get it in my eye. Yeah.
2: So okay. I only drink it in juice form. That call was supposed to be... Eye. That call was supposed to be, well, Woman sees fixie guy. He's got a bird on his shoulder.
1: Makes total sense. But, out in, context. In, in, but instead, it was slanderous.
2: Jesus Christ, yeah. Walzac If our, our intern, Colin Walzack is going to get fired over this... Oh, you know what? I'm going to dock his pay fifty percent, seventy-five percent pay dock Oof. for Colin Walzak this pay period.
3: Which is uh, you pay, pay him yearly?
2: I pay him every six weeks. That's a, he that's gets his he
3: unorthodox. gets his pay Zero.
2: such as it is. Yeah. Every six weeks, I issue his pay.
3: The way that you're over talking, it makes me think he doesn't receive any money. <laughs>
2: It's a great summary, Aaron. I appreciate (laughs) it. We'll be back in just a second. On Jordan Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: And I am Aaron Gibson, and I am sitting down again.
2: <coughs> Good.
1: Back to basics, huh?
2: I don't know. Exactly. exactly. Back
1: in
3: that chair.
2: What am it's I like pl- this
1: new Black Sabbath album that's going to come out. What what are, back to
2: basics. What am I playing? That, that classic. gopher? Classic. What am I playing? That gopher smashing game? What is it? A ga- uh, game of hot potato chairs?
3: Thank you. That's exa- I'm, mm-hmm. This is psychological warfare it's what I'm doing. game of hot
2: potato chairs. What is this one of those hot potato chair games? Yeah, Jeebus Christ! Mm-hmm. You know what? I want to thank. I, I've gotten so many lovely Downton Abbey related emails lately. The Satsuma emails, as Satsuma season has started to come to a close, have mm. started to uh, uh, have started to recede. But as season two of Downton Abbey comes to PBS, uh, the Downton Abbey emails have started to flood in. And I want to thank everyone who's thanked me for, yes, I will take credit for popularizing Downton Abbey in the United States. Yes, I did start talking about it during the second week that it aired here in the United States. Yes, I've been talking about it ever since. Yes, it is completely my doing.
1: Yes, you've established your credibility.
2: And I will say to everyone out there who's gotten so much from Downton Abbey, you're welcome. I understand why people
1: aren't thanking me for recommending eating pussy. (laughs) (laughs) wolf style wolf style right
3: I mean I think I, I think this is your time going forward yeah it will be attributed to you that was me
1: as as much as Jesse has talked up Downton Abbey
3: is eating and he was right
1: I'll, it's a great show he I love was it absolutely correct about that I am I as good a show as Downton Abbey is that's how good a sex act eating pussy wolf
2: style is eating, is. Puffy, is eating pussy wolf style something that you can order at the In-N-Out Burger
3: oh please someone do it yeah I'll have a hamburger wolf pussy eating style. Is that mm-hmm. how you'd order it? Yeah. Wolf pussy eat. No, that's not right. It, there's got to be a cleaner way to do it.
1: I yeah. want to mention, it's though. It's just a paper bag filled with cheese. Melted <laughs> cheese. And you
3: have to eat it with your mouth. You have to eat it with
1: your hands <laughs> behind your back in the woods.
3: Well, one hand on the top and then eat the rest up. I don't want to. <laughs> do. On the subject.
1: <laughs> to stimulate the wolf clitoris. On the su- I know.
2: On the subject of Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. um, I just want to mention, I think I mentioned this last week on the show, but The Sound of Young America, after 10 years, is coming to an end, and it is being replaced with a new show called Bullseye with Jesse Thorne, which will be in many ways very similar. It's really, a, in some ways, it's a new name for The Sound of Young America. In some ways, it's a new show. Um, I'm really, really proud of it. We worked, we worked our asses, we've been working our butts off, and we... Really, last week we spent uh, all of the week uh, really focused working on it. With uh, Nick White flew in from Chicago, our editor, and our friend Roman Mars, who makes the uh, brilliant uh, show Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, which you, was just on Radio Lab last week, um, came in and sort of helped us. And, and we really crafted a show that I'm I'm really really proud of. I think it's sort of like I don't know. It's like the next generation of the Sound of Young America. Um, and
1: will it be as will it is it. Is it to The Sound of Young America as Saved by the Bell, the new class, was to Saved by the Bell?
2: Yeah, we're Screech is still going to be around. Good, good. He's like um, the principal
1: or something, right?
2: Yeah. Each each, each iteration of The Sound of Young America will have uh, an awkward interview where Jordan and I talk to Screech, and Screech tells street jokes about disabled people. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a real thing that happened to me and Jordan when we were in college.
3: Um, you can legitimately get him on the show.
2: We did legitimately oh, did. get him on the show. He when was we on were our college. college
1: radio show, yeah, and he talked yeah. about his math rock band, and then just told uh,
2: he copped an attitude about talking about his math rock band. Yeah, we tried to talk about his oh, math okay. rock band, and he was a dick about it. Hmm. And we're like, why would you be a dick about that? That should be something you would want to talk sure. about. I think he, was, he
1: just wanted us to set him up, uh, so just set him up for his jokes,
2: his street jokes. Let's be clear. His stand-up comedy act, which was telling joke book jokes, oh boy, off-color joke book jokes, no, about disabled people.
3: <laughs> well, he's an angry person, obviously.
2: <laughs> anyway, the first episode of Bullseye. One. The first episode of Bullseye is up this week, and uh, among its guests, we have the brilliant uh, Australian comedian slash actor slash writer Chris Lilly. Uh, who has a a great new show called Angry Boys that's uh, on HBO starting this week. But we also have three of the cast members of one television program known as Downton Abbey. Yes, that's right. I will be joined by the Earl of Grantham, his second cousin Matthew, and Anna, the head housemaid.
3: I'm real fucking jealous.
2: Oh, yeah. And I talk to them about outfits. And I talk to them about wanting to make out with Mr. Bates. And I talk to them about all of the important Downton Abbey stuff that you've been waiting to hear me talk about. Members uh, talk about with cast members of the television program Downton Abbey. Anyway, that's on Bullseye this week. And if are you're... the
1: puddings on the show real puddings, <laughs> or are these some sort of elaborate wax prop
2: pudding? <laughs> um, I, I will also mention that we are also putting out in sort of. In memoriam for The Sound of Young America, a torrent of every Sound of Young America episode that exists in digital form. It is a 15 gigabyte torrent of uh, 11 years of The Sound of Young America. Um, I can't believe it, but literally 11 years of The Sound of Young America, my entire life's work in one torrent. Um, There's some videos in there. There's the pilot for the television show of The Sound of Young America is in there, possibly illegally. Um, not really sure who owns that. Um, it's I mean, this thing is a monster, and it'll be up on MaximumFun.org. Uh, you can you can find it there if you're interested in that um, as well. But I just want to invite people who are Jordan Jesse Go fans who have not checked out the Sound of Young America. Uh, uh, we have a new dawn in Sound of Young America history. It's called Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. We're really proud of it. It's about all the good stuff in popular culture, in-depth interviews, and culture picks from the AV Club. Um, uh, just really great stuff. Also, Dan Deacon, Dan Deacon talking about the song that changed his life, which is a um, a song by this guy called Conlon Noncaro, uh, who was a composer who composed exclusively for mechanical player pianos. Did not believe in human beings. Did not like their physical limitations decided to compose exclusively for player pianos. So, all bullseye, uh, plus a torrent of every Sound of Young America ever, all at MaximumFun.org. So please, George Jesse Go fans, check it out. I'm so proud of the work that we've been doing, and I think that you will like it. So, give it a listen. Please. Um, special shows at SF Sketchfest. Fest. Mm-hmm. January 20th at SF Sketchfest, An Evening of My Expertise with Mr. John Hodgman at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, January 21st at Cobb's Comedy Club, An Afternoon with Eagle Heart, featuring, among other people, the great Chris Elliott and our friend Maria Thayer. You can find more information about those shows and ticket links and so on and so forth at MaximumFun.org. Uh, just look at live shows in the right-hand Bar, want to pick a tweet of the week with me, Jordan?
1: Uh, sure. Well, I can't really see it. Do you want to pick one, and I'll just me and Aaron will just chit chat while you look through those.
2: Uh, well, I mean, uh, I, I like. Can,
1: oh, if you need help narrowing it down, I can help.
2: Yeah, I didn't, I'm i just need. I'm going to give you a couple here. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here's here's something from uh, Heidi. She she wrote, uh, "Just heard quote. I'd like to hear what Jesse Thorne has to say about Burlington Coat Factory." Unquote. I am interested to know where she heard that.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, probably near a Burlington Coat Factory.
2: I now That would make me want to hang out outside of Burlington Coat Factory now to hear that people are talking about me there. Yeah, yeah. Do I you mean,
3: enjoy coats?
1: Because
3: <sighs> I mean, they have I love, a
2: lot. I I
1: love bargains. Yeah.
3: Well, if you love coats and bargains, it's, it's probably the, your place. Yeah, it's
1: probably the place to go.
0: Mm.
3: I feel like this is a follow-up question. I feel like you have to go experience a Burlington Coat Factory before you can make an educated, you know... Statement about what... Touch the coats. Yeah. Try
1: the coats on.
2: At what what happened, hashtag JJGo, just a request for tickets to the sold-out Wet Hot American Summer Show at SF Sketch Fest. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay she just figured that's probably strategic though i think she just she... figured
2: whoever's searching for that yeah what jj go people are talking probably JJ has go.
1: tickets too
2: yeah that's just, th- that's
1: just a good move i actually kind of like that maybe one. a misuse of the hashtag but, but yeah <laughs> but you know a, a means to an end certainly
2: might, might be might be abuse yeah. might be abuse I like I like Chris I like Chris at, P- at Pesky C mm-hmm. uh, who complained that JJ Go and How Was Your Week uh, don't get any love on uh, the AV Club's Podmass lists anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. though, so occasionally. It's been a long time since we went on that Podmass. Okay. F- pod yeah, yeah. They stopped covering us. That's too bad. Uh, we did make, we were, we were, uh, we were podcast of the week on the split sider though this past week. I'm sure. Absolutely. Thank you very much to those split siders.
1: Yeah. The, the, um, the downside of being one of two places that, uh, reviews podcasts is we can tell when you're mentioning us or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, we um, we could take it personally every time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, several, several nice, uh, several nice tweets about, uh. Uh, you see anything here you want to fuck with? Compliments of Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Happy he's always happy sure. to see that being discussed on the show. Um, you know what though? I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to a classic. I'm gonna give it to at Heidi 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 Valine uh, who picked up on a common theme uh over the past couple of weeks which is listen to two hashtags uh two two hashtags listen to two episodes of jj go on our drive home for christmas with my uninitiated husband he laughed a lot i think i converted him no hey so yeah i love all the people lots of folks uh tweeting about listening to twelve thousand episodes on their holiday drives it's always nice to hear Although it concerns me that you got that backlog, Let's stay up to date, people. Let's stay up to date.
1: Come on, we're doing topical stuff
2: here. Yeah, but
1: I also like Kim Jong Il. I also uh, very topical. The, the Hollywood fire, the West Hollywood fire bug. I mean, that's going to be old news soon.
2: I also like people. Uh, I I also like people converting people. So uh, Heidi, uh, email intern at maximumfund.org. We'll get you a free T-shirt.
1: And also, like, just feel free to hashtag JJGo if you convert someone to
2: Christianity. Yeah, well just any kind of conversion. If you
0: yeah.
2: yeah. Please, hashtag oh. JJ Go. If you convert lead into gold. Yeah. If you successfully alchemize lead.
3: What about a gay person into a straight person?
2: Yeah. Hashtag yeah.
1: it. Yeah. JJGo. I'm really interested in that. If you can use our show in some way to like help that, if like maybe if you're having a gay thought and you put on our show. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. if that I don't know if that would, like, cancel out a gay thought somehow. I think, maybe what,
2: it, I think it would. I think if someone was like, God, I could really fuck a dude right now, they'd be like, fuck a dude, huh? Here's some dudes. They'd be like, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I guess a, I
3: don't want to be gay anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> if all men are like this. Oh. I suspect I'm gay, but I've never met another man.
2: <laughs> well, hey. Oh. Here are what oh. men are like, I don't want to get involved in these fellas. Hey, dude, Jordan, do you think it would help my uh, standing with some of our geekier listeners if I mentioned that I've played Skyrim for nine hours this weekend? Couldn't hurt. I've played Skyrim for nine hours this weekend. My brother-in-law got it for Christmas, and I played it for like three hours at his house. Yeah. And then I, I thought I should buy it, but I shouldn't have, because then I played it for nine hours this weekend. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't stop playing this fucking stupid video game. Just going for... yeah.
3: It sounds like a weird sexual thing that you do in space. This is what happens. A Skyrim.
1: Yeah. Right. This is what it is. You're it's like... a sex act when you're watching the movie Space Jam.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're, a, you're, a, you're a magic cat man in an ancient world who goes on a lot of long walks. Uh... That's what happens in Skyrim. Anyway... Uh, 206 984 4 fun, our telephone number, JJ Go at maximum fun, our email address. Our special thanks this week to the great Aaron Gibson. Thanks
3: for having me, you guys.
2: Aaron, you've got a smash it podcast, don't
3: you? Uh huh, ThrowingShade.com. It's a Tumblr.
2: Ooh,
1: I, a I, Tumblr and a podcast. Uh-huh. How modern of you! Thank you.
3: Yeah. Um, and then, um, if you want to see me live, I do a lot of stuff at UCB. I have a show on the 20th and then February 13th.
2: This is the UCB Los Angeles. Uh
3: Uh-huh. Los Angeles.
2: Podcasts are an international medium.
3: Yes. You would, you would have to fly here or be already located in the city to do the other things I do. Yeah. To come see them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I will also mention on the theme of Tumblr that mm-hmm. I've been Tumblogging mm. at jessethorn.tumblr.com. Jordan Tumblog. Sure. JordanMorris.tumblr.com. Uh, we are also revamping our social media strategy, so I hope that you will like Jesse Thorne mm. on, Twi- on uh, Tumblr. I hope that you will like Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. I hope that you will like Jordan Jesse Go. On Facebook. On Facebook. Okay. On Tumblr. You said Tumblr.
1: You can like That's a okay. Tumblr
3: page. You can
1: oh, star a particular Tumblr post. Yes. Heart point.
2: Sorry. Can you please in the following friendsters?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, on the and also on the subject of tiny hearts. Uh, again, this. Uh, well, I'll make this brief. Basically, all the Twitter ads I've gotten in the past week have been about the fact that they've established a definitive Zelda timeline. Thank you. I know. Uh, thank you. If you ever see me in person, I'm glad to talk about it with you. I know. And hey, while we're asking for shit,
2: can you review our show on iTunes? Yes. It makes a big difference. Review our show on iTunes. Okay, we're done asking for shit. Thank you so much for listening to our program. Thank you to Aaron Gibson from Throwing Shade. Just uh, theme-
1: so you know, this episode came between the Oracle of Seasons and the Oracle <laughs> of Ages in the timeline.
2: Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jessica. <laughs>